What's going on, guys? Welcome into the Greed of Crypto podcast, your place for immersive, essential, and evergreen strategies for the novice cryptocurrency investor. How you doing? I'm one half of your host, Broke Boy Crypto. I have here with me, as always, my friend and co-host, Crypto Ewok. We've got a great show for you tonight. You might think to yourself, why? There hasn't been a lot of news. There isn't a lot of stuff crashing and burning in crypto anymore. Things are going up a little bit. I don't know what you could possibly be talking about. Well, we always kind of put our heads together and come up with something uh, really good to uh, talk about on the pod. We've got a lot to talk about tonight, including the secret sauce for DCAing and how you could really have, if you've been paying attention over the last few years, and if you continue to pay attention to this space over the next couple of years, really, really do well for yourself. So welcome in, everybody. If you are in the chat on either one of our channels, please do hit the like Hit the sub if you're enjoying the content. We very much appreciate it. And get active in the chat as well. we got a poll in there that we're going to get to in a little bit um, that I am flabbergasted by. Ewok, not so much. But uh, yeah, vote on that poll. For those of you listening later on, the poll is, what is your crypto investing time horizon? The three choices are two to three years, four to eight years, or eight plus years. I asked it a little bit ago on my YouTube channel, and we'll get into that here soon. But Ewok, how are you this evening? How are you feeling about the market? How are things in general? Feeling good. Happy hump day, man. Um, Lots of interesting stuff. Like you said, there's not anything really crashing and burning right now, but there's a lot lot going on if you're paying attention in the world and in the news and uh, in crypto especially. Very true. Um, We will have there is a lot going on in the world, um, particularly I know a lot of people are up in arms about some certain political dealings here um, that we've had over the course of the last week that are definitely entertaining. I mean, that's kind of what we do here uh, in the United States, <laughs> but uh, maybe we'll get into that later a little bit. Who knows? It depends on where the winds blow, I guess. But yeah. um, to start things off tonight, I guess, I mean, uh, you know, we'll kind of do our quick market synopsis. And I mean, real quick tonight, because. We have some meaty stuff to get into, but uh, just taking a look at where BTC and the major coins we look at are at the moment. BTC, still long and strong, man. 28.2K right now. Really just has barely dipped below there in the last few days. Um, Seems to be kind of maybe coiling up around this area for some kind of move here soon. Once again, I say it every single week on this pod, but Ethereum just absolutely insane. Up over 1900 now, showing, I mean, even more strength, I think, than Bitcoin. And if it would flip 2K uh, this time around, I would say maybe watch out. And Hex hanging out right there, right around 8 cents. I like this consolidation we've had around that area here over the last week or so. Um, So what do you make of it, Ewok? I mean, I know like uh, long term since, you know, throughout 2022 until now, um, we talked about our directions we thought this market was going in. Um, we both kind of thought we'd see lows around November. We did. We then kind of both called for them again in January. Did not happen. And um, I, I've seen enough reason to obviously flip bullish in terms of being in a new cycle now. I mean, we've been closing for so long over 25 and 20. 8k now maybe for so long but anyway for 25k but how are you feeling about the the market at large um and especially with some of the extra you know macroeconomic things we could have a little bit later this year overall bullish um i still think there could be a capitulation i I still think there could be a, a quick pullback um the markets tend to do that every cycle um it will 
test somewhere in those levels. I, I still think it's going to be anywhere between 15 and 20,000. Um, so it could be a, a fairly strong, quick pullback uh, to just kind of see if the bottom is really where it thinks it needs to be. Uh, again, and it all really depends on how many retail large investors um, are ready to buy at that point. But I do still see a, a capitulation event. I sent you a video a little bit earlier, and it was really funny because we've been talking about this, or I have anyway. Um, a lot of people you know, think that it's over, we're done, we're not going back to those levels at all. Um, and I don't remember the stream, but I sent you a message with Richard uh, yeah. talking about the, the very same thing this time last cycle. And I think we're pretty much in that same spot. And, and it sure enough, it did. Uh, it did pull back quickly. Um, and then it kind of took off and that was the beginning of the bull market. Now it, it, you know, chopped around a little bit like it's doing before, um, like it's doing right now, uh, last time. So, but there's a lot of bullish things for crypto that are happening. You know, the, 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 the U S dollars kind of up in the air right now with what's going on. You know, you have all the BRICS, BRICS countries that are talking about trying to do away with U S currency and do their own, which, you know, we'll see how successful that is because most of their current right. garbage too. Uh, when you really dig down into what their currency is, it's not strong enough to be a global currency. So, you know, I, I still think we have that going for us as far as the U.S. dollar goes. Um, but there's a lot and because people just are not sure about the banks, about a lot of things right now, um, although they're making it tough to get into crypto. So if you've got some money on the side and you want to get it in, uh, you might have to do it slowly. So I would get started at least getting it into the system. Um, if, if you're thinking about it and not sure, uh, you can get it out later if you need to. But um, uh, I, th I think a lot of people, and I haven't checked my limit, but I know DCC uh, said his Coinbase daily limit went from $100,000 down to $5,000 a day. Whoa. That he was allowed to enter into the system with. Uh, so they've really cut the um, minimum max maximums, you know, down the for threshold people. Yeah, the threshold. So just keep that in mind. You know, if you've got a lot of capital sitting on the side and you're, you know, trying thinking about getting it into the system, you might have to do it a little bit slower than what you thought. So, yeah, but otherwise bullish, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um... That's definitely interesting. Um, I, you prompted me to just check mine. Uh, mine, mine is showing a hundred thousand right now. Really? Um, yeah. So I, I'm not sure. Um, who knows? But your point stands. I mean, the point definitely stands that you know we've heard about Operation Choke Point 2.0. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, back in the day, for anybody that was familiar, you know, whether you were just in the sports betting industry or more so, um, people talk about Black Monday with poker stars and a lot of the online poker stuff um you know the u.s used to really rage against that stuff as dumb as that is but they you know didn't want people to be doing that so they choke pointed your entries to you know dealing with those different platforms and yeah we're seeing a little bit of it with crypto now we've got the absolutely um diabolically insane elizabeth warren just i actually thought that thing last week was a meme i didn't mean to derail us into this but i don't know <laughs> if you did too ewok but that that image of her against like a light blue background that said like i am um 
Oh shit! It, assembling I am assembling a, a, a crypto anti crypto army. It was so dumb sounding. I thought somebody made it up. I thought it was a meme. Now clearly, I know she's like anti crypto for whatever reason. You know, she wants her precious dollars and for everybody else to eat the bugs. But I, I just it, it just seemed so dumb. I thought it was fake. Turns out it was part of a real slide one of her underlings made. Yeah. So yeah. What the hell, man? Like, yeah, I don't know. Did you catch the interview that she was doing where she was talking about uh, she was talking about Bitcoin and she was talking about the U.S. dollar and um, how Bitcoin is um, a terrible idea because it's really not backed by anything other than belief. Man. But yet the U.S. dollar <laughs> is backed by government. Um, and and mm -hmm. that's, you know, <laughs> I, I just found that pretty funny and kind of ironic actually since our dollar is not backed by anything either and you know they can print as much of it as they want so yeah um and spend as much as they want you know that's the the, the bigger part of it not only printing what they want but they can just spend you know unlimited amounts and then print some more so yeah Pretty funny. Well, can you blame her? I mean, Liz is just pumping her own bag. She's, uh, according well, to the wiki, she's got $67 million on a 200 and like a quarter million dollar salary. Yeah. Um, I saw a stat the other day. She would have to save 100% of that income for like 200 and some years to get uh, that much money. That much. Yeah. Yeah. So Crazy. I don't know. Maybe she bought, maybe she bought like the Bitcoin bottom in like 2000, like the early days. Um, or maybe so, a little insider trading. Hmm. Maybe uh, yeah. I, I'm not speculating there, but uh, yeah, um, certainly weird times. And, you know, we've talked about some of the, the federal government stuff and Tom Emmer in Minnesota doing what he can um, regarding crypto, probably the most outspoken member of Congress uh, and the uh, Republican majority whip um, on that. But uh, yeah, um, it's going to be an interesting year, I think, for like crypto regulation. I don't think any kind of regulation even remotely is coming at all this year. But I mean, no. you know, it's going to, you know, like everything, it's going to be um, a bunch of red tape bullshit for years on end. And yeah. uh, they'll screw something up uh, you know, even worse than they, you know, should have. But I mean, that, that's still wide though. I mean, like that's part of the lesson I think for everybody that like right now, you know, you and I obviously know that the gains in Bitcoin are not the kind of gains that we're still looking for and that it's, you know, decreasing and, um, you know, what it's going to do each cycle, obviously diminishing <laughs> returns, especially for the people that answered your poll. If they only yes. have two years, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Which I want, I want to cover that here in a bit after we get off this, but yeah, the, the, um, I forget where I was going with that. Like, uh, sorry, sorry. no, just, just the, uh, shit. I forget where I was going with it. Um, but essentially just well, the Bitcoin's not hit what it was doing is what you were talking about. Yeah. That we're not obviously interested in that, but, um, you know, for, oh, okay. So with the crypto market at large though, for people that are like the Elizabeth Warrens of the world and boomers and stuff like that, um, this is still, this is when you want to be in crypto, you know, prior to like certain kinds of regulation, when things seem unclear, scary or something like that, you know, that's when you want to get into an asset. Now, I mean, there's different levels of that risk. Like you and I are obviously fine with risk way higher and, you know, volatility way higher than even Bitcoin offers. But for the old heads out there, um, you know, that's still a risky market for them that there's a lot yeah. of money to be made. So. Yeah, there sure is. And I don't recommend doing it. Um, I, I know some of these people are still trying to play the Robin Hood game. 
um, because they're hearing about crypto and they're trying to get in that way. You mean Robinhood, like the app, the financial? Yeah, yeah okay. right. So, you know, I mean, I guess if you're in, you're in kind of thing. But, you know, just be wary of, of apps like that, Robinhood and some of the others, you know, just keep in mind they're derivative trading. They're not really, you don't own the, you don't own the crypto. So if anybody wanted to just shut down Robinhood and take all the funds, they could do it and you have no repercussions. So um, right. just keep those things in mind. You know, one of the things we've always preached was, holding your own keys, maintaining your own wallet, um, and, and being self-sovereign with what you own. So I like, like to always touch on that point when we can. Definitely. And yeah, cash app, same thing. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of different ways to get onboarded into crypto now, but you know, we are going to see into your pointy walk this year, next year, a lot of newcomers to this space, even more than we saw the last time around. And those points will need to be set. That stuff isn't crypto. I had a friend actually a few years ago in the last cycle that had no intention actually on um, investing in crypto. He was just buying Bitcoin to move it to an offshore betting site. And I forget where he went. Like he didn't even consult with me. And back then it was kind of more, um, you know, Everybody knew Coinbase, you know, the, the exchanges, you know, Binance, there, there weren't as many exchanges, obviously, and stuff. And he was like, hey, man, I don't know what happened. I went and I bought Bitcoin and I was going to send it to this betting site and the money's just gone. And I was like, where did you go to buy it? And he went to, I think he said he just went to like, like Bitcoin.com or I don't even know. I don't want to like disparage any uh, domains out there, but he went, he, he just assumed that he went to the right place. And all I'm right. doing is giving you an example of what's probably going to happen to other new investors in this space. It's not as simple. Um, not that it's overly hard, but it's not, you know, like you just go to a kiosk or something like that. And that's the best way to buy crypto. How long ago you know, was that? I want to say 2017 or somewhere around there. Um, you know. he, he might want to look because Bitcoin.com, I believe, is Bitcoin Cash's website. So he might have bought Bitcoin Cash and not even realized it. And it might still be there. It's I'm pretty sure it was an insignificant amount of money that he probably okay. wouldn't care. Well, Fair I enough. don't know. Actually, I don't know how much Bitcoin was at the time, but still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, you're going to have people making those mistakes and we have to, you know, make sure they understand that stuff so hey that that's all to come if you're still here watching this stuff right now you likely have been in this space for a little while because we're still in the boring times um but last fed thing to cover real quick ewok next week yeah next wednesday we have the next cpi reading um on april the 12th i don't know what the number will be i don't know if it'll continue in the downwards direction or if it's even any remote uh reflection of what's really happening with inflation but um what do you kind of expect i assume we just probably get you know some more slight downside with it uh everybody ignores it and the market churns on what do you <laughs> what do you think i don't really uh have any yeah, thoughts other than i that. think it has very little um effect on anything so yeah. Not not too concerned about it, not uh, interested anymore. I'm kind of over it. <laughs> Same. I think that's how everybody feels. Yeah, everybody's yeah. over that. Everybody's over the uh, FOMC meetings and being tied to them every single week. You know, it's a new year. It's literally a new season. We got springtime now, positive vibes. Not that, you know, the season influences necessarily the uh, uh, market cycle, unless you're one of those woo-woo people, and uh, you may be. So, yeah. Um, 
I want to transition into this funny Twitter thing. So uh, if you guys are in the chat and enjoying the content, we got a lot more to come. Hit the like. We very much appreciate it. Elon doing his best troll job on Monday, uh, and it's still there, and I still love there. it. And you thought I was messing with you when I first sent it to you, but uh, Elon changed the Twitter logo to the Doge logo on Monday. Um, I love it. I mean, if you're into crypto, you love it, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't see a way that this isn't at least funny to you. Um, but it honestly like messed with me. And I, I'm sure it was the same thing for many people because I, I was going, I have a couple different Twitter profiles and I changed in between and I see this dog symbol and I'm like, what in the hell? I thought like, I, I don't know. I didn't know. I thought something went wrong. I thought my account got taken over. I didn't know what was going on. Um, thought you were hacked. I thought I was hacked, but uh, no, just Elon messing with everybody, which is freaking awesome. Most users, I'm sure, don't even know what it is or didn't know what it was and are questioning it. And they're going to find out, obviously. Doge pumped some off of it, of course. Um, a definite bull market type thing. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not saying that we're not at that stage, obviously, but Elon's Elon. So what what did you make of this? What Do you, do you think... It, is there a credence to, and I don't even know how much he said about this, because I honestly don't even know how much I care. I guess I kind of do, but that he would be taking payments for like, you know, being verified on Twitter and Doge and stuff like that, or crypto at least in some form. What do you make of it? Is Elon messing around? What's going on? Well, he's messing around. There was a, I don't know if you caught it or not, the origin of this whole thing. Uh, no. Somebody, I forget when it was, it was a couple of years back said you should buy twitter uh and change the logo to the doge i did say and he replied with done like it was a, a two or three year old tweet uh when he came back and he said done and i thought that was pretty funny how he you know he, he, this was way before he ever even owned it or anything so yeah uh, might have even been the hype of the last cycle you know the last time he really talked about doge was on saturday night live i think when uh, yeah, that was exactly pretty much the top. Um, <laughs> and it went yeah. down from from there. So, um, I, I, yeah, just one one of the people said, you know, I have an idea for you. You should buy Twitter and then change the logo to the, the Doge uh, dog. So when he replied with done, I find, I saw where it was coming from. I knew what had happened at that point. And it wasn't long after you had sent it to me. I'm like, that's not real. What's going on? And then I yeah, did a yeah. little bit of digging and found that I thought it was pretty cool. You know, um, for, for somebody with a sense of humor, at least, you know, he's not always so serious. So it's kind of no, definitely see not. I never see him be serious, really. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say it was probably the top of the cycle if Saturday Night Live had mention of anything dealing with crypto on it, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, entertaining nonetheless. And hey, you know, I don't know what to make of it. It's another funny little positive sign as we kind of get into this new cycle right now. So yeah. Um, definitely cool the, on the opposite end not that this really impacts the market very much but i just wanted to touch on it real quick because it was weird it was out of nowhere um and this will lead to a little bit bigger of a discussion about these coin ranking sites because you know we talk about them a lot we talk about the coin market crap and the others and the censoring of hex among other coins and the pushing up of ones that they financially benefit off of but nomics was frankly my go-to not only because it kind of represented hex correctly for a little while before they kind of rug pulled that idea 
but I just liked the layout of it. I liked the way it looked, whatever. It just happened yeah. to be the one that I gravitated to. <clears throat> and then, yeah, just went to it the other day. And uh, they have this This website is being sunset. And uh, it's just poof, gone. No announcement, no further explanation. Nomics is just totally gone. So um, I know you really hadn't been using it as a main go-to. And I actually really love the alternative you were telling me about. But what do you make of this? And I know you have some thoughts about these ranking sites kind of at large and and what your thoughts are on them overall as far as their censorship and some of the issues I talked about. So what do you think about all that? Yeah, you know, it's been an argument of of the, the hexagons for quite a while, how it's we've been unfairly treated on many of them. As we know, CoinMarketCap still lists us at 201. Um, I have a feeling when PulseChain launches, it'll be at 202. Um, <clears throat> just because of the sheer number of coins uh, and the market cap, if it even hits a penny, it, it would be a, you know, $200 trillion market cap, I think. Uh, maybe not by that point, but whatever. It would just be crazy. Uh, my my thoughts on Nomics, though, I, I almost have a feeling that they got bought out. Um, I, C- I CZ yeah. might have bought them or somebody with a lot of money uh, that didn't want them in the game anymore and probably offered them a, a number they couldn't refuse, you know? So I've always kind of liked coin paprika. Um, it's been my go-to because even nomics as semi accurate as they were with hex, um, they still removed a large portion of the OA coins, uh, but didn't yeah. do the same for Satoshi's coins, even though everybody knows they're not in circulation. Um, so, when a company decides to do something like that, where they're not treating everything fairly across the board, uh, kind of rubs me the wrong way. And not just because it was hacks, because, you, you know, it's still very biased of them to do that. Um, and I think they were pressured at that point to remove some of it, too, because we had gotten up to number three market cap coin. Um, exactly. And at that point was like, you got to remove some of that supply. They're getting way too close to even flipping Ethereum or Bitcoin. Um, and if it had continued on the trajectory that it was on, it would have. Um, so, you know, like like I said, I think they received some um, push from somebody else. Um, and then I think maybe that same group of people ended up buying them out. Um, so, yeah, that's just my thought. But anyway, Coin Paprika is another one. And I don't know if you know this or not, but if you go to, and I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to share the screen, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and bring it up here. If you go to howtopulse.com, um, they have a under the tools real market cap. So this is the actual real market cap. Oh, and there's no, you know, frills or anything. Um, it is strictly the coin token, the circulation, <clears throat> and the last price. And that's really all it is. Uh, and it gives an all-time high. I mean, you can't even click on it. There's not anything that pops up. Uh, but this works. I mean, you know, if you're just looking for rankings and where things are actually at, um, it, it's a good option. Like I said, you can't go in and pull charts and see what exchanges that it might be on or anything like that. Uh, but it can get you started with an accurate, you know, un it's 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 not messed with you, you know it's it, mm-hmm. it is the actual real market cap so 
just thought I would bring that up to to those who didn't know that it was there. Um, but there's some I other didn't. good information on howtopulse.com too. What were you saying? I didn't. Um, I'm going to put it in the chat too. But yeah, that is awesome. I think I did see somebody tweet about it the other day, but I, I didn't remember the site. But yeah, uh, yeah that is very cool. Um, if you just Google how to pulse, you're going to get results from the Mayo Clinic telling you how to uh, take your pulse. You don't want to do yeah. that. So just go to <laughs> howtopulse.com. And yeah, very be careful sweet. Googling that. You never know what you might get. You never know. Yeah, um, you can never be too careful these days. But Hex, yeah, number five, obviously, on there. Yeah. And yeah, very cool. Um, but yeah, Coin uh, Paprika has been my go-to for that. Uh, the only thing they don't do accurately is the um, um, volume because I don't think mm -hmm. they pull Uniswap's volume very well. So the only thing that they're really actually aggregating is the on-chain uh, central exchanges. Uh, which there aren't many of. So the, right. the, the, you know, the volume it, daily volume is, is pretty off. Um, but other than that, you know, it is ranked by the way it should be. Sweet. Well, I'm definitely yeah. using this one on uh, how to pulse. Yeah. That's very cool to have. And uh, yeah, nomics bites the dust, but uh, Hey, that, that stuff happens. Um, when are you shaving your beard? You walk Andrew. Well, know. Andrew, um, I've been saying that as soon as Pulse Chain launches, I'll shave it. But, you know, I'm kind of liking it and I'm getting used to it. So maybe I'll just trim it up a little bit. We'll see how it goes. I'm not that sure. Was, that was the original goal, though. Pulse Chain, it was a Pulse Chain beard. I wasn't going to shave it until Pulse Chain launched. And, you know, here we are uh, a year and a month later from the time I said that. I'm frightened of what you would look like if you shaved it now. I don't remember what you actually look like. I've just really? come to know this bearded. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't remember. Side note about that, and I don't even as you anybody watching the stream can see. I I like to keep kind of a you know close beard, but I always have a beard. But even shaving that off, it's so weird to look in the mirror afterwards. Like you just turn into a child. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm just not a fan of that. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever known you without a beard. You've always had a beard, I think. As long as I've always had facial hair. Just I kind of like you. I always kept it, you know, fairly trimmed down. Yeah, uh, but high and tight, high and tight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, we'll see when the pulse beard goes away. We'll get to that here in a moment too. But uh, I just wanted to touch on this quick before we get into the real nitty gritty. But something that I've just been thinking about a lot. And I actually have a video coming out about it this weekend. But uh. And I want to ask you about your experience in the past Ewok um, and, and past market cycles. But just to alert, as we do talk about new people entering this market over the next two years, um, people into what looks like a great coin to get into, a great token to get into that everybody is shilling on YouTube. And, you know, whether it's, um, I don't even remember his name, Ben Armstrong, whatever, uh, Bit BitBoy, Boy. I couldn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow couldn't remember that. Um, but yeah, him and whatever. I don't even care. Like all, you know, all the other shillers and influencers and stuff like that. Um, there's going to be like very common tokens that they all have in their portfolio. And one of them right now that I am constantly seeing stuff about Arbitrum all over the place like and i know it's like optimism it's another layer two that's help out ethereum gas fees and blah 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 it's been a blockchain arbitrum that's already been around for a while they just released a useless governance token like you know that's why most of the tokens when you hear shitcoin for anybody that is newer to the market it's not just that it's some 
sometimes it's just a Bitcoin maxi that just thinks everything else, like even an ETH is a shit coin. But it's actually because um, there's no need for these tokens. Like uh, Arbitrum really has no use for its token. It's a governance token. And what that means is you basically vote on, uh, you know, things for the VC backed people who, um, you know, bought seed rounds of Arbitrum at pennies on the dollar, what right. they do next and blah, blah, blah. So it's just no. Okay. Arbitrum, Optimism, um, Aptos, I'm trying to think of like other huge, the Solanas of years past, they are going to go up in price, likely. They're probably, you know, compared to old school finance, they're going to go up in price a lot. They're not going to outpace some of the better opportunities in crypto, like Hex that we're talking about here tonight. Um, but realize that when you're dealing with a heavily vc backed token like that they can really dump on you at any time there's a lot more unpredictability um you don't know who's behind it solana really was the example of this in the last bull cycle never mind the fact that the blockchain doesn't really like work or anything and <laughs> we all know that sam bankman fried obviously is the, the solana the solana man so um it's just something to watch out for because you're going to hear this arbitrum stuff all over the place it's going to probably shoot up to top 15 market cap It like these coins debut in the top 50 and all of a sudden everybody's talking about them and there's a new airdrop like every other week and stuff. And it's just the L1 and L2 layer one and layer two narrative, I think of the past cycle is just not one that's really going to be important this cycle. Yeah. We do need people helping out Ethereum and stuff like that. It's going to happen. Pulse chains, another layer one that has a huge user base already coming but you're going to get a lot of these, and I just don't think they're worth investing in. And I think it's going to be a common trap that newer people get into um, that we're probably not going to be able to help, you know, influence away from it. But, uh, you know, we can say our piece. So what are some trends that you saw in past cycles, Ewok, that, you know, it was obviously even more scammy in, in past cycles, but that you knew were really more than anything out to prey on new investors? Yeah, there, there's a bunch of them out there. I mean, there's always, like you said, every cycle, there's new things uh, that try to launch before it happens. All these VCs get in, um, they ride it up, and then they dump on your head. And people don't sell at the right time um, mm. to get out, too, because they've probably just entered the market. They see this thing going up. They've heard somebody talk about it. Um, and they jump on, they ride it all the way up, and then they ride it all the way back down. Um, right. <laughs> it's it's usually how they go. You know, we saw the same thing last cycle. Uh, the cycle before that, I remember, you know, that was when Dash and all of these other um, coins, you know, there were just a whole different batch of them. I don't remember half of them at this point anymore because they were just that insignificant, you know. But I'm sure I bought some of them um, here and there and, and did the same thing. Wrote it all the way to the top. You know, the people knew about the cycles a lot more than I did because I was uneducated in the space. <laughs> and, you know, they all cashed out. But, you know, here's the thing. Uh, you got to remember that even Vitalik and those guys, they sell the tops too. Uh, right. They know when the top is. The Ethereum Foundation sold 300,000 Ethereum. Um, and then made the top. So uh, Vitalik was part of that as well. 
So it's not just these other coins that do that. It's it's a lot of them. And um, I'll never forget the day that Charlie Lee, who was the founder of Litecoin, um, did the same thing. He felt that he didn't didn't think that he should be uh, a major holder anymore. And he made the top as well of that cycle and just dumped on everybody's heads. Thanks, so, Charlie. Charlie, we appreciate you um, thinking you should no longer be a major holder in Donkey Yeah. Kong. So, I mean, it, 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 it's not just the little coins. It, it, it can happen everywhere. Um, and it's one of the reasons why, you know, I've, I, I've stayed strong with Hex because I know Richard. So here's what I see, the way I see it. Um, you know, we talk about the early days of Bitcoin and you and I have been talking about this or, you know, earlier um, how centralized ownership that Bitcoin really was in the beginning, you know, Satoshi owned a million coins, basically pre-mined it before anybody even really joined the network. Um, and everybody comes out and be like, Oh, that's not true. That's not true. Anybody could mine. Yeah, they could, but they didn't know about it. Um, meanwhile, he minted a million coins. Um, he owned 90 some percent of it. Um, and then he went away. Um, R Richard kind of emulated everything that happened along the way with Bitcoin. Um, and that's why he has always called, you know, Hex the better Bitcoin. He took all these parameters of what happened then and moved them into this new coin. And again, it's another thing that leads me to believe that the OA will never sell. Um, they've been nothing but, um, good to the, the network, um, and benevolent as far as I'm concerned, uh, with everything that's happened. So, you know, I, I just, I, I hate arguing with these maxis sometimes, and I just have to like step away and say, not even worth it to argue because they, they want to say all these new shit coins, um, have centralized ownership. And Bitcoin doesn't. I'm like, well, you forget the only thing Bitcoin has going for it is time. Um, you, you know, it's got 10 years on a lot of these things. Um, and, and since then, it's been diluted. So they all kind of start out that way. You have to have a centralized ownership to start out. It's just what the founders are going to do with it, uh, whether they remain benevolent or if they dump on your head and or rug pull. So, you know, it's just it's one of those things that you just have to really find the right thing and have to find the right person to believe in. So, and, you know, contrary to popular belief, um, that's what's so funny and exactly what you just said about the, the Bitcoin people is like, they weren't even in Bitcoin early enough, clearly um, to it, the Bitcoin maxis were not in early enough to even know when it was more centralized, you know? So um, the Bob Lucases, who I, I like Bob Lucas, but like the, those people, outwardly will criticize hex and richard hart and stuff like that and talk about like all the oa and everything and it's um you know yeah same thing with the early days of bitcoin like contrary to popular belief that's when you want to be getting in on an asset mm -hmm. is it riskier uh yeah is the potential for reward much higher yeah and it's yep. like you know like you said there really is no point even arguing with those people because it's just they are over here in a way of thinking and we are over here and um there's there, there's just no way you know it's like a far right and a far left person talking like the two the two extremes that are the loudest on social media and stuff that we all just hate and don't want to deal with like that's like talking to a bitcoin maxi that it's just who they are they're never going to change you know 
Um, so it is what it is. And again, I guess you got to pump your own bags a little bit too sure. for them, but yep. especially since there's diminishing returns now. So um, <laughs> if you guys are here in the chat, enjoying the stream, hit the like, we very much appreciate it. And let's get to one of our main things tonight. So crypto coffee um, for my money, the best hex influencer, whatever word you want to call it. Um, he's been, you know, around for, quite some time now and what i love about his channel is just the fact that he like we talked to him on this show before about like how he's just kind of first to do a new tutorial for something or you know he just gets stuff out there like right away and is it, he he doesn't lose sight of the fact that there are newcomers to hex and this ecosystem and DeFi and to educate them you know right. and that, that's what's cool because like when you do get into it so much you get into talking about like the he drawn to icosa uh you know yield and you know what the um uh like the ratio of this and everything you know stuff that like newer people are like what the hell are you even talking about right now so <laughs> that's what i like about coffee but he made a video the other day and what i think he did was genius and i i will say for better or worse i do like the psychology of youtube what gets people to click you know it's 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 kind of like sales like titles thumbnails once you start doing things on this platform, you kind of get exposed to the psychology of what people click on. Um, it, it's just very interesting. And what I liked that he did the other day, and he made a point of saying this on Twitter, was that he he did have a picture of Hex in the thumbnail. It wasn't a predominant picture. He did not have anything about Hex in the title at all. Um, it was a really good title. And I purposely tonight made the title of this stream um, patterned after what he did. Um, it didn't talk about hex or DCAing or anything like that. And, you know, curiosity, fear, curiosity, two major things to um, use to get people to click on your content because, you know, people are curious. Like once they once they get clued into something, they want to see what it is you're talking about. And in Coffee's case, he made a great video about DCAing into hex since the beginning, the math behind it. Um, with a hundred dollar investments on a certain amount of time uh, schedule, I just think it was great. Like he purposely made it not hexish in the title to to bring new people in, which is a great right. idea. Yeah. Talk to me though about the actual content of the video, and um, I know your friend Sami talked a little bit about what Coffee was saying as well that you sent me a quote in a tweet the other day, but talk about the power of what coffee was talking about with that DCA method and what has been possible DCAing into hex in this example and what's likely going to be possible for that over the next few years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, the one point that was made was, was coffee said, if you DCA a hundred dollars from the beginning of hex every week, uh, like clockwork, didn't matter what the price was, um, but DCA $100 into Hex, uh, right now you would be a millionaire. Uh, just th that's the power of, of DCA. And again, didn't matter what the price was, uh, but it was consistency. Now, I don't know if that included gas fees because I know during the height of the bull market, $100 might have covered your gas. Uh, yes. So... But just in token amount, minus, you know, obviously minus gas fees, whatever <clears throat> buying $100 of the token uh, would have been, it might have cost you a little bit more. So, you know, we do have a little bit of wiggle room for those people that want to be 
analytically, <laughs> you know, or right. whatever. If you want to be really, yeah, really correct about it, it would have cost you a little bit more. But the point is a hundred dollars in hex coin, uh, hex token. So yeah, you'd be a million, a millionaire right now. So, you know, it just goes to show you that, uh, again, that DCA strategy is still one of the best out there. It doesn't matter, um, you know, what you try to do, playing the markets up, playing the markets down, uh, usually doesn't come out the best for you, uh, at least not as good as uh, a DCA strategy. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, just a hundred bucks a week seems pretty manageable for most people yeah and um overall that'd be seventeen thousand dollars from that point until now which yeah, I mean, that was three I, years ago so exactly and i was gonna say yeah. like over that amount of time i think that should be manageable for most people i mean like yeah. it, you know obviously depends on your income and if it's not where you want it to be i mean there's obviously different avenues you can try to go down to increase that and then you know obviously my channel is a lot about how you can leverage your expenses, you know, limiting yeah. those in living at least as a tool, a temporary tool. Cause the point isn't to be like minimalistic forever. Like the point isn't to be eating like rice and beans and driving 10 year old car forever. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be a tool to get you to that self sovereignty. So I, you know, Hey, if you're somebody who is too much of a bitch, frankly, to do that for a few years to get to where you want to be, um, Okay, have fun staying the way you are. You know, I just think that you, you know, an extreme life with extreme goals requires extreme short term sacrifice, you know, right. and yep. delaying of gratification, which we're going to get to even more in a minute. And that's really what Hex is all about. I mean, like, that's really what, um, you know, I think Richard wanted to create and get people out of trading and, you know, create a, a large incentive to lock up and mine your own tokens, burn your own tokens, whatever you want to say, well, yeah. for, you know, a, a good amount of time, you know, yeah. of your choosing too. I mean, you sure. interact with a smart contract and do what you want to do. Right. Well, you know, it goes back to one of his, one of his pillars and that is delayed gratification. You know, it kind of goes right into the, the, the poll that you're taking um, yeah. that people just don't, they don't think about it, man. You know, delayed gratification uh, can be so powerful as well. Uh, you, you just sit back and, you, you know, that's another reason why I could have retired, you know, at the end of this last cycle, but I didn't uh, because I wanted to delay it. I wanted to be a little bit more comfortable and I, I didn't have a problem delaying that gratification for just a few more years, you know? So mm -hmm. it, it, it's way, you know, way underrated is that, you know, the best way I can really say it. Um, yeah, and that is a perfect segue. That's why I wanted to get into that poll immediately now. And the results that we are seeing here in the chat tonight are exactly the same percentage splits as in the community poll I did on YouTube earlier. And yeah, it's insane. So just to restate it, um, what is your crypto investment time horizon? Plain and simple. Now, I guess there's different ways that you could interpret that sentence. I mean, to me, that would clearly mean what is the choice? What, how long do I plan on being invested in crypto in this space, in this bubble, whatever it is you want to call it for how long? Because everything is a bubble. It's just different amounts of time. You know, when, you know, how long are you going to be here until you consider yourself like self-sovereign? And the choices were two to three years, four to eight years, which would indicate one to two cycles or eight plus years, which would indicate 
two plus cycles. Um, by far the majority is two to three years at like 50%. The other two are just about split at about 20, 25%. I, I seriously, like I forgot that I made the poll. I checked it a couple hours later and was just blown away. I, I just, I don't know. And we talked about this in the intro and we can get to this, but like, if the people that are answering it are just, you know, kind of randos on YouTube that aren't, that don't watch us or my channel or anything very much. And just, uh, you know, are watching those big influencers and just have this like lottery ticket mentality. I mean, clearly they have a lottery ticket mentality, but I don't understand what the expectation is. Is somebody commented on that poll earlier, like two to three years, no wonder everybody gets wrecked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You give your, where's your wiggle room? You don't have any wiggle room. You need to hit a home run this cycle. Um, and to me, by saying time horizon is two to three years, that means you just started getting into the market. So that doesn't, you know, Otherwise, you'd have had a few years already in this and you would have had a longer time horizon. Right. So, I mean, look, I mean, if that's what your answer is, if it, the only way I could see answering that is if you're like on the precipice of your third cycle right now. And I can guarantee nobody in that poll or hardly anyone is on the precipice of their third cycle. Well, not um, if they answered two to four years. No, no, I just, <laughs> I, I just can't. Uh, Imagine I, well, I'm saying like two to three years from this very moment. Right. So uh, yeah, I can't imagine that somebody is like already like, yeah, I'm just about there. I just need one more cycle. I can't imagine that's what's happening to these people. I think that they think that that's what's going to happen in this cycle and maybe it will. I mean, like maybe it'll be enough for them, but you're really not giving yourself a lot of wiggle room. And unless you have like this huge windfall of cash that you're putting in, which again, I doubt as many of these people, I right. I just think you're going to be sorely just very disappointed. Yeah. And um, yeah. So what's your take on that? I mean, I was really shocked. I am shocked. Um, I don't know. Weird. I, I I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, I think I had said it earlier too, was the, the whole lottery ticket mentality. People see people getting rich in crypto. They think they put it in one week, took it out a month later and had a Lambo. Um, and it's just not the case, you know, it's with, with anything, yes, the volatility is crazy. Um, but with that comes the, the downside too. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's not even fathomable to, to think that, that two or three years is going to be enough time, uh, to get in, get out and be done and, and retire and, and be set for life. You know, that's most of our, our goal. Um, is to to buy back our time, right? And so we have the time with our family and uh, mm -hmm. be able to do the things and travel and, and not really care, not punch a time clock anymore, um, start businesses and do the things that we actually enjoy and, and love doing. Uh, meanwhile, being able to do that wherever we are. So, you know, I think for me, well, you know, everybody's goal is different, but that that's my goal personally. Um, is to to not have to work for somebody else to start a, to a business that's you know sustainable and I can do it wherever I want and if I don't feel like it that day then I don't have to uh, you know that's the idea of buying your buying your you know time and get the time freedom back so yeah it's the lottery ticket mentality unfortunately you know you probably got a lot of random people just scrolling through YouTube and answered it and they may not have even been in crypto and they just don't even understand it so. That, that could be part of it too. It may be, but yeah, it's just, to me, yeah, this is all about 
crypto, I get it. Like we're not sitting here saying, oh yeah, I'm just in it for the tech. But like you are in it though for like a self-sovereign lifestyle. And many people that are into crypto are are here with that libertarian mindset, you know, and building something, like you said, building something for yourself so you can actually have a free life, spend it with the people you love, your family, and create something else to help better the world on your own. And yeah. um, I think that requires a long-term plan with specifics and focus. I, I just went ahead and linked a video, an interview that I watched the entirety of earlier today that I sent you a clip of, Ewok, because it really inspired me. And, you know, I'm not really into like, I, oh, I, that's an understatement. I hate uh, like life coach guru stuff and everything. I don't think that um, Alex Hermosi, who is the guest on the video that I just shared, really fits that bill. I think he is, is far different than that, even though he may have a lot of YouTube videos out there. He's certainly no Ty Lopez or anything. Right. But I would check that out. And it's an interview with Tom Bellew. And yeah, there was a, a section in it that I sent you earlier today um, where he just really broke down like the power of having a 10 year mindset like that and a 10 year plan. And if you are able to delay gratification and continue working it, you know, the, the key that he said is continue working towards that ultimate goal without seeing the fruits of your labor right there that day, like living in that doubt for that long, um, you're going to succeed tenfold, you know? Yeah. And, um, because nobody has that. I mean, everybody, right. you know, everybody has weak hands. Like you said, everybody has the lottery ticket mentality and, you know, they just aren't strong enough mentally to do any of this stuff. So I would implore anybody watching, check out that interview. It's freaking awesome. It's like an hour, hour and a half, but uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't remember when it yeah. was. From, so what you sent me was just a clip then. It was. Oh yeah. Okay. It's a longer interview, but that, yeah. that, that to me though, I mean, that was one where I stopped, went back, listened to it again, clipped <laughs> gotcha. it, sent it to you. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, cool. yeah, but I don't know. What do you think Foster? I, I mean, I, I guess it's just like, the memes that you're seeing or maybe like the fake people on Twitter that have a Lambo or whatever. And it's like, Oh yeah, it's all because I bought this at uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, I don't know, man, because to me, if you're saying your time horizon is two to three years, like you, everybody's an individual. I'm not trying to shit on anybody. Like if, if you first off have a number in your head that you feel that you need to attain wealth wise to be self-sovereign. Okay. If you're saying two to three years, I'm guessing that's, just and i don't mean to act like this is nothing but just a million dollars okay that, that's what that's what i'm guessing it is and if that's your plan i hope you're putting a six-figure clip into the market right now like that you know i yeah and and still i mean yeah you're yeah. that's better returns than anywhere else in the world but sure you know it's like I don't know if these people really understand what a million dollars is, what it can get you and what it would take to get into crypto now to get that. <laughs> or how okay. little, how, how not so far that it goes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A million dollars doesn't get you very far, honestly. I mean, I, I suppose you could live very frugally and retire on a million dollars. But are you going to pay taxes? Cause half of it's gone right there. If you are, um, mm -hmm. are you going to go to a country that, doesn't have taxes or that you can kind of hide well that may be an option as well but um yeah million dollars just doesn't go as far as people seem to think it does you, yeah you get that mindset of the people that were never rich before especially uh who just start blowing it uh the lottery winner mentality um and how many of them go broke in a very short period of time mm -hmm. so yeah I, tell, I, I know somebody who um, won the lottery and a substantial amount that still works 
um, an overnight shift at a uh, like convenience store right now. So right. Um, yeah, there's um, it's out there. I don't think people really understand yeah. that amounts of money. But anyway, that that's kind of the soapbox. I'm just surprised by those poll results. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you and I, both of us, whenever we would have gotten into this, although at different times, definitely were thinking, you know, up to a decade or so. You know, like I, I'm here not not only because we have realistic expectations, but because I I love obviously we love this space. That's why we're doing this. We're, yeah. we're talking about it. We're also interested in it. We're sure. in it for the gains. We're in it for the tech. We're in it for everything. So, <clears throat> yeah, um, just amazed me. But uh, you know, yeah. something we'll continue to explore. I'm sure as the year goes on. But what we can hit up Andrew's question here if you uh, wanted to. Do yeah, that. I was just waiting until we were done with that topic. I, I, we really haven't talked about this too much, but um. A very good site, Andrew and everybody, uh, is actually called HexDailyStats.com. It gives you way more information than you really need for anything. You know, it covers the the multipliers, the, the payout per T-share, T-share price, T-share rate. Um, and then if you scroll all the way over here, um, change in holders. So you can see over time um, how you know, the numbers have changed this day. It went up by 637 and 400. So each day, you know, we're either growing or, or uh, yeah, I think we're growing just about every day. It's mm -hmm. just by, by how much this day we lost seven. Sorry. <clears throat> These couple of days we lost a few, uh, but 60, 38, 77, 45, 21, so we're gradually growing. And uh, yeah, check out this site. It's called hexdailystats.com. So that's really yep. all I wanted to touch on. Just give give people some information to uh, get what they need. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we've we've gone there a couple of times before <clears throat> to kind of look at data. So definitely great stuff on there. Yeah. Um, parlaying off that a little bit and talking about a way that many people view their Hex investments every single day is... Uh, the Staker app, which we hmm. haven't, I mean, we don't really talk about it much on here just because I don't know what's, what's the point, I guess. I guess. I guess maybe we could. That's one of those things where when it comes to educating newer people that might be onboarding or getting into Hex, you know, making sure they understand the Staker app. I think it's a good thing. It's a nice, easy way to view everything in one place. Pretty sleek app. But um, basically what the Staker app is, if you're not familiar, is uh, just an app obviously, that you can't uh, connect any wallet that you have Hex in um, to and view all of your stakes. So if you do have, you know, how DGen are we? 10 MetaMasks or something? Yep. Um, you know, uh, maybe not DGen, maybe just Secure, actually. Right. Yeah, but I was going to say. It's not right, a bad it, Yeah. If you have that many, connect them all on Staker so you can see everything right there. So you're not like, okay, I don't got a staking ladder here. I got one over here, you know, so you're not clueless about what your investments look like. But anyway, um, there is an update. There's a new version of the staker app. And it's interesting because, um, you know, basically leading up to it, I mean, everybody was really excited. And now today I actually see some uh, split from some people about the way that it looks. Uh, Ewok, I know you ever, I mean, everybody was amped about it, but David Fader, who is a really interesting guy, I think you probably have seen more of his material than I have. But uh, he was on Twitter a little bit earlier saying that he was like extremely disappointed in it, actually. Um, and one point I think he made that was good that I agree with was um, 
the shilling or the the posting of like some other uh shit coins on the front of it um let me just say real quick and i'll let you go he said it's a sad day for crypto uh saker app v2 is not what i expected here's my constructive criticism on what to fix number one shit coins listed on home page remove that number two limit on external wallet tracking remove the limit i agree with that three missing hedron icosis staking at it and then i think he probably talks some more but that's the main point but what do you make of it? Uh, what do you make of David's response to it? Well, <clears throat> a couple things. I kind of agree with the shit coins, but if we want to onboard other communities, you want to get them in somehow, right? You've got to get them in front of Hex. And how do you do that? Well, you include the coin that they have. Uh, whether it's Shiba Inu or, or um, Doge or Bitcoin or whatever it is, um, you have to include it. Uh, I'm sorry, and people aren't going to want to hear that. Um, and you can't interact with that stuff on, I, I, I don't think. Maybe you can, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, you don't want to hit them right on the front page of it. Maybe that wasn't the front page. I, I'm not sure. Um, either way, Staker app has more functions than just being a um, MetaMask monitor for your stakes, mm -hmm. though. Um, there is a, a Gnosis safe wallet functionality that is also built into that where you can do all of your stakes and unstakes and uh, things like that built right in. So that is part of the premium package, right? Uh, you do have to pay a little bit more for the Gnosis Safe. I think it's a couple bucks, maybe five, ten dollars, uh, to get that functionality. Uh, but the argument with that then is you don't have access to your Hedron stuff. You can't mint it without exposing your private keys into another um, the Gnosis Safe platform where you would import everything. Um, to be able to claim that. And I think that's why a lot of people were upset um, that he was talking about supporting Zen, but not talking about supporting Hedron and Icosa. Oh, um, I didn't know that. No yeah. wonder. No so wonder. that's why this. you're seeing a lot of saltiness right now. Um, so we all know, uh, so Steph and Firebond are the creators of Staker App. Um, you know, they've been working tirelessly and doing all this pretty much for free. I know they make a little bit in fees uh, because there is with the Gnosis safe, there's a way um, to um, pay your gas fees in whatever you want. So you can pay them in USDC, you can pay them in hex, you can pay them in ETH. So it's a neat thing where they kind of prepay the fee um, and then charge it out of your account with whatever token you want. So it doesn't have to be Ethereum. You know, you can pay your gas fee with Hex if you want. So anyway, there's all, all this stuff that was, you know, created with the Gnosis safe. However, it was missing a couple things. And I do believe, you know, they thought version two would maybe integrate those. Um, but again, as I kind of started to say and lost track, train of thought uh we know steph has been a perpetual hedron dumper um he dumps it he he claims you know he he had flat out admits it 
every time he gets it, he mints it and sells it. So he's not a holder of it, and I don't know why he's not a big fan. Um, but I did see a comment from Alex and said, just when I thought uh, we didn't need another product, well, looks like I'm adding something to my to-do to list. So he might be actually coming out with something. Uh, there was another guy who uh, I can't even remember the name of the site at the moment because I didn't get a chance to check it out. Um, but there's another site that kind of does the same thing. Now, I don't know if they have a mobile version. Um, but, you know, the good thing about Staker is being on the, um, the Gnosis safe. It is very secure. It does have a 24-word seed phrase. Um, there's a lot of security with it, uh, but again, it was lacking a couple things. So, so be it, you, you know, people get upset over some really weird things, you know, when people are putting stuff out and if you don't like it, you kind of just don't use it. Right. I mean, yeah. that's the mentality of, if you don't like what's on TV, turn the channel. I, I don't understand why people get upset when things are free. Uh, the other thing they were upset about is now I think you can only monitor um, a couple wallets. So if you had those 10 wallets of 10 MetaMask addresses, um, as a regular user, you can only monitor maybe th three, one to five or something like that as a yeah, regular user. Yeah. Premium users can uh, monitor up to 20 or 25. So you know, again, two, three, five bucks, whatever it may be, get yourself a Gnosis wallet uh, if you really want to monitor that many from your cell phone um, on, or or design something yourself. <laughs> you know, that's kind of where it's at right now. And, you know, I do appreciate Dave, uh, David Feeder. Uh, he's always been a, you know, a, a good part of the community. He's always been very technically savvy, uh, puts yeah, out videos himself. He's very smart. Uh, met him in Vegas, spent quite a bit of time talking to him and hanging out with him. He's a good guy. Um, so, you know, I respect his opinion. So some of the things were a little bit lacking. I, I do agree with him, though. Um, before you add all these other crazy crap coins, you know, add your Hedron and Icosa. There are people that, you know, would, would definitely use it. So now that that's been brought up, we'll see if they integrate it uh, in a newer update. But yeah, V2 should be rolling out soon. I know Android um, started to roll it out, and um, I got an alert saying that the iOS uh, version would be out fairly soon, too, hopefully in another week or so. Sweet. Yeah, um, the more I think of it, yeah, I do agree with you on the the other coins on the, the front page. Yeah, um, it kind of is the same thing as the you know, bigger influencers suddenly started to talk about Hex. Hey, you have to welcome these people with open arms. Like everybody sees the light and sees what real crypto and real DeFi is eventually. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta have bridges there. So um, I do want to finish off today. We've been for a running couple of weeks wanting to get into this because even I recently really had my eyes open to like some of the crazy yield more so with, the Icosa that you earn after you stake Hedron for Icosa. But I do want to talk about Hedron here a bit since we just brought it up with the Staker app. We just had Ran asking in the chat about how we feel about Hedron long-term. I, first off, will just say that it's in terms of things that have been built on top of Hex so far, Hedron, I think, takes the cake 10 times over. I think Alex, you mentioned him earlier, Ewok, Alex McWhorter, mm -hmm. um, unbelievably smart dude. He's the one that created Hedron and Icosa. And 
it's a great invention because I mean, it really did add extra stickiness to like the hex long-term smart contract. You get heat drawn and you can mint it, um, you know, during your active hex stakes. You can also, of course, now buy heat drawn on the open market, which I have done a lot of as well um, to accrue it. Um, but what it does is basically gives some fluidity to your hex stakes um, where, uh, you know, not that there are many problems with hex. It is what it is. It's a smart contract. But one of them, of course, is, you know, if you made a mistake or realized down the road, you didn't want to stake something out as long as you did or whatever, um, you know, those usually are not liquid and Hedron kind of solves some of that problem. But can you talk a little bit about your long-term visions for Hedron, um, Ewok, and talk about the yield as well? Because, you know, on it's Icosa pro is that what it is yeah icosa.pro app.icosa.pro is the um is there the newest website that has the hedron has the icosa all built into it along with the auctions so there's a lot more to hedron than just get it when you um create a stake so that is how you get it originally if you're not going to buy it on the open market uh when you create a native hex stake um the timer starts to go um and you earn the the t or the shares times the days um and that kind of equates to how much hedron you're going to get now mm-hmm. back in the early days there was a multiplier out there so um if you got it in on the first day and you went in and and claimed at that point uh you locked in the multiplier and many of us did a lot of very big stakes uh, very long and lock them in at 10 X. So originally Hedron was oversupplied. Okay. There was a bunch of supply. And I think I had mentioned to you, like they've got to figure out how to do something to, to get rid of some of this. Um, the only solution at that time was that if somebody, um, tokenized their hex stake, and took a loan out against it um if that was not paid back that went up for auction the only way to buy that auction was with hedron when you Mm. bought it off of auction the hedron gets burned okay so that was really the only burning mechanism to to get rid of some of that massive supply um and time went on time went on things started to kind of evolve um, and there's been a lot of auctions, uh, and I don't know who made them. <laughs> it, it, you know, it could have been it could have been a combination of of just everybody, uh, but there are also people playing the system too. Uh, there is a kind of a circular um, methodology that can happen, where you know when I think you, it's called a circle jerk. Well, not really a right. circle jerk, but um, it's a. You know, there's if you funnel in, you know, Hex uh, or not, uh, Crypto Sloth is one of the guys who talks about Hedron and Icosa in depth a lot. So mm-hmm. he is a good source to get information from, you know, regarding these. Uh, but there are people that, you know, will stake Hex, take out the loan, tokenize it, uh, then they switch it in for, um, the hedron get the icosa turn it back into you know so there's a way to do it if if the if all the conditions are right 
you can perpetually make money just doing that that whole thing. So you have to really look into it. I don't want to give um, advice on on that, but um, the um, APY for staking the hedron is paid in ICOSA. Okay, right. Then you can stake your ICOSA and earn yield in more ICOSA and hedron. So you know that's part of the whole thing too. Is then once you once you get the ICOSA, then you stake it, and you can earn crazy rewards with it. And the ICOSA is um, I haven't checked it in a few days, but I know it was up around sixty cents or something like that each. So in order, you know, if you're if you're getting these uh, at that crazy APY and earning them, it's it, they're holding their price pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like people are just, you know, staking them and not selling a whole lot of it, which, you know, I can see a lot of positive uh, for both coins as as time goes on, as some of these big bonuses um, get out of the system and flushed out. Uh, that's when I really think that Hedron will probably take off. You know, it's a longer term project a little bit, uh, but it has had, I, I think, you know, it's bottomed. The, the price has definitely bottomed. Um, oh, yeah. and, and, you know, it's, it's seeing some, some nice, nice, uh, charting right now. So that's my long-term take on Hedron. It, it, it is a longer term project, uh, but, but everything that's tied to it, man, it's a pretty cool ecosystem. And Alex is a very smart dude. Yeah. I co-sit sitting right around 71 cents right now. Uh, Hedron, um, at last look, last I knew it was about, whatever you want to call this number five zeros and a two or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It definitely has hit its bottom because it went the whole way down to about um, five, the five zeros point one one or something. I mean, it I think it was at down. six zeros at one point. It may have been for a very short period of time. Yeah. yeah I know I bought almost a dead nut low. I remember um, on both hex and hedron. Uh, but yeah, it's at uh, five zeros two six right now. But yeah, um, the all time high is almost at five zeros and a seven. So I mean, we're right now over a two x off the all time high. And remember, Hedron's only been out for just over a year. It was actually March of twenty twenty two. So yeah, yeah um, we were in I Vegas. Think- we were in Vegas at the uh, conference whenever uh, all of that stuff kind of started. And I was sitting in the hotel room uh, claiming my my bonuses. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the multiplier. Yeah, there's yeah. a 10x multiplier at first. Um, yeah, it's I think Hedron's gonna run really, really hard. And I think, yeah, as more people come to the ecosystem, and of course with Pulse Chain launching as well, people will really really realize the the value of that. And yeah, I, kudos to Alex for really being the first kind of pioneer to build something that was really, really great and useful on top of Hex. Um, and I think it takes a lot of balls to do that too, because you know, especially with a guy like Richard running the show of Hex. You know, you want to make sure that if you're messing around, because there's been a lot of crap too, of course. Yeah. Um, you, you want to make sure that you're really introducing something that is going to help it out, especially when so many people consider Hex to be like, you know, the premier invention as far as crypto goes. So, yeah, yeah kudos to him. Very, very cool stuff. And um, yeah, uh, definitely involved in Hedron and Icosa for sure. And oh, and the last thing I was going to say, what is the yield that you can get when you actually stake your Icosa? Isn't the yield for more Icosa and or Hedron like crazy at that point? Or yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but yeah, I think um, I had a couple thousand Icosa staked and I earned a couple thousand. So, you know, you're, you're looking at close to 100% 
um, APY as, as far as I can remember anyway. You have yeah. to go on the, the website. I'm sure I, I think it varies. It really depends on how much um, uh, the, I forget what the variables are. Um, yeah, it goes up and down. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does fluctuate. So, I, I, yeah, again, I don't know what causes it or or why I should probably learn that. But it's very high either way, though. It's cr a crazy amount of yield. Yeah. So and, and the nice thing about this, too, is it's very simple to earn yield on those. It's not even, you know, with Hex, you kind of have to learn the game theory of like doing a staking ladder and however you want to set it up and all that. With these, um, you, depending upon the amount of hedron you have, it's kind of right. just like what's your term and you, you can only it. do one stake you only per right. wallet anyway if you have one wallet you can only do one stake now you can add to it and when you add to it it resets the timer again um so back to the beginning you know so that's another some game theory added in there yeah yeah awesome stuff though yeah both of us hardcore long-term believers in hedron and icosa and uh what alex has done there so um yeah, great stuff. I think that just about wraps us up tonight. Um, good stream as always. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh, if you're still here and dug the stream, hit the like. We very much appreciate it. We do this every single Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and um, always like to have thought-provoking stuff um, and kind of go a little bit deeper than maybe your average stream or just looking at news stuff and things like that. We really like to delve deep and Quite frequently, you're talking about DeFi hacks, some of our favorite DeFi projects. So, um, Ewok, any final thoughts from you that you want to leave to uh, everybody tonight? No, man, I think we covered it. Like I said, uh, you know, delayed gratification is really where it's at, and I don't think it gets enough attention. Um, but if you want long-term gains, you've got to have you've got to have that long time horizon as well. So, you know, big mm -hmm. gains long time so you know time time is the uh time is the the winner here and uh you know hang in there we're getting there time is the asset really i mean that's what everybody is really going after you know what we all have a finite amount of so i would implore everybody like check out that alex hermosi interview with tom bill i shared earlier in the chat i think it's um you know is a nice it's not about crypto in any way um but it's about sometimes we need these like mindset resets i know i did definitely recently that's kind of what i said to you today just just to kind of like get your head a little bit back in the game because even though we may all be on this journey and have these specific goals you can easily lose sight of those sometimes when you're in just the muck you know just the everyday kind of uh, now i'm doing this now i'm doing this you get kind of lost in the motions and forget about where you're headed. And I don't know, I think you need to press the reset button every once in a while and get yourself re-motivated again. So, um, Ren thinks we should do a stream during the day. Lots more viewers around working times. Well, actually we're still working <laughs> during those times. So maybe... and don't tell me what to do, Ren. Um, <laughs> no, um, I would actually love to, you know, I was actually thinking the other day you, with us talking about like, you know, having more time on your hands and stuff like that. Um, that my ideal time would be like 10 a.m. or something. Like yeah. I'm usually I've had a cup of coffee, I've worked out, I'm buzzing. Um, I want to go then. That's when I ideally would do it, actually. Sure. But uh yeah. well, maybe we'll it's try boring. to schedule one and uh we'll we'll pick a day and I'll just say I'm not working that day, and there we go. 
There you go. Maybe we'll do a special day stream eventually. It is, I don't know if you can hear it, but it is absolutely downpouring outside here right now. So kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up. We appreciate all of you guys watching. We will catch you next Wednesday. Um, yeah, same time, same channel, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for my co-host, Crypto Ewok, this is the Broke Boy Crypto right here on the Creed Crypto Podcast.